Welcome, everybody. My name is Frank Elkins. I am the author of the How Things Work book series and the host of Untangling the Knots of Reality. And we've got some really interesting things to talk about today. Podcast number 10, Untangling Rationalism and Plato's Realm of Forms. Where does our capacity to reason and think come from? Where does the idea of heaven come from? Where does the abstract logic necessary for language and mathematics come from? What is the difference between empiricism and rationalism? These are some of the knots we will untangle in today's podcast about rationalism and Plato's realm of forms. That's a whole lot of rationalism for one podcast. So let's get started. Socrates once said, quote, I know you won't believe me, but the highest form of human excellence is to question oneself and others, end quote. Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle are perhaps the three greatest non-mathematical philosophers of ancient Greece. What separates them from philosophers such as Pythagoras is their use of language in gaining eternal truths. Unlike the pure abstract logic of mathematics, language is incapable of providing such non-subjective rational reasoning. Although not technically rational or abstract logic, this dialectical approach to understanding does force the participants in a discussion or argument to think and consider complex ideas and considerations in a more logical way. The founder of this system of philosophical inquiry was one of the greatest Western philosophers of all time, Socrates. Most of what we know about Socrates comes from Plato. Essentially, Socrates created Western philosophy, and Plato wrote about it. Socrates never wrote or recorded anything regarding his own teachings. Plato did. Basically, Socrates asked a lot of questions and got a lot of people thinking about a lot of things. Plato wrote about what Socrates talked about, and more importantly, how he talked about it. The Socratic method, or dialectical approach, to verbal consideration and argument becomes the cornerstone of what would eventually evolve into the scientific approach to understanding reality. The Socratic method or dialectic approach, reflects a linguistic attempt at reaching important truths through reasoned and rational argument, without the usual subjective and emotional appeals associated with human discourse and discussion. One of the results from such an approach is that it helps to keep arguments on track and connected to the idea being discussed. It also helps to identify and clarify the fundamental underlying truth being questioned or considered. The dialectical approach provides a structure designed to utilize language as a way of producing practical results when dealing with critical issues such as morality, justice, courage, and purpose. The Socratic method is designed to solidify the focus of reason on the topic at hand by revealing and clarifying the prejudices underlying the assumptions already held by those making an argument. It is, in essence, 
a process for reaching the true point of a discussion or argument. This form of argumentation promotes an open-ended inquiry, delving deeper into the essence of a question or consideration. Specifically, the Socratic method clarifies the subject, challenges assumptions, seeks objective evidence and reason as support, provides alternative possibilities and viewpoints, considers related consequences of the argument, and continually challenges possible answers or solutions to a question. In the end, this leads to a reasonable conclusion or outcome. This is also the essence of the scientific method. Most importantly, the Socratic method of verbal reasoning becomes the foundation for Western education. Socrates' dialectical approach to philosophy, combined with Aristotle's practical empirical approach to philosophy, establish the bedrock for Western knowledge, understanding, and experience regarding the reality of the universe. The philosopher who bridges these two perspectives is Plato. Plato was the student of Socrates and the teacher of Aristotle. He is responsible for recording Socrates' philosophy and ideas and opening the first academy for higher learning, where his young protege, Aristotle, came to study. There, Plato solidified his ideas regarding rationalism and the future of Western philosophy. Entanglement number 10. Untangling Rationalism and Plato's Realm of Forms Plato was the first philosopher to formally develop and argue for a model of human epistemology based on rationalism. Plato proposed that our physical reality was actually just a reflection of a separate, more perfect, eternal reality. He suggested that our physical world was merely a shadow world, constituted of corrupted images that are only a reflection of a more perfect, unchanging, and completely rational reality that transcended time and space, a reality consisting of all physical and abstract forms of possibility, manifesting the perfect eternal essence of everything we perceive as physical objects with our limited senses in our limited world. More importantly, Plato argued that it was this alternate reality of eternal perfection that gave human beings our access to the rational mind, allowing us to understand and interpret a reality beyond our physical senses. A reality reflecting the mind of God, or what Plato called the good. According to Plato, our ability to reason and use logic directly originates from this alternate, non-physical reality. Plato called it the realm of forms, an alternate dimension where the good emanates its divine light into the physical world of knowledge, giving human beings access to insight and understanding that exists beyond the five physical senses. This alternate, non-physical reality reveals and is the source of everything we perceive as physical reality. Plato wrote, quote, In the knowledgeable realm, the form of the good is the last thing to be seen, and it is reached only with difficulty. 
Once one has seen it, however, one must conclude that it is the cause of all that is correct and beautiful in anything, that it produces both light and its source in the visible realm. End quote. Lao Tzu experienced this alternate reality as a way of losing oneself in the mystery of the universe. Plato experienced this alternate reality as a way of gaining ultimate knowledge about the universe, allowing human beings to access, understand, and emulate the true nature of the good. From this point on, bringing the divine nature and purpose of God, or the good, into our experience of the physical world would become a major focus of Western philosophy, theology, religion, and science. The Eastern perspective became one of diminishing human interactions in the physical world as a way of passively bringing a natural spiritual balance into reality. The Western perspective became one of actively increasing God's presence and purpose in our physical reality through our direct individual actions. The West actively sought to bring God, or the good, directly into the physical world through our physical presence, thereby actively implementing God's will, or truth, into the physical world of reality. One involves human influence disappearing from physical reality. The other involves increasing human influence as a way of manifesting God's reality into the physical world. This difference over the purpose of human consciousness would lead to a rationalism that developed into the scientific method and a theology that developed into the Christian concepts related to an alternate eternal reality of perfection called heaven and its physical counterpart manifested into our physical experience of reality called the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, the foundation for our understanding of both Western science and religion begins with Plato's realm of forms, the birth of rationalism. Like most rationalists, Plato believed that the perfect eternal abstractions emanating from an alternate dimension, such as the realm of forms, were essentially more real than the limited physical objects generated by them, being the ultimate source for their very possibility and potential as physical objects. Thus, Plato separates human experience into a unique dichotomy of experiences representing a physical world of the senses which is temporal and corruptible and an eternally perfect and uncorruptible world of the mind or spirit which exists in another dimension beyond the physical world. The connection between human consciousness and the physical world, as experienced through the five senses of taste, touch, smell, hearing, and sight, evolves into empiricism. However, Plato also connects human consciousness to a reality outside the physical world of space and time a non-physical reality that reflects the all-encompassing rational mind of God, a reality not accessible through the five senses, but only through the rational mind, which has access to a separate, a priori, or rationally self-evident knowledge and insight 
that makes understanding how the universe works accessible to human beings. It is this kind of insight and understanding that makes science possible. Postscript For Plato, the realm of forms solved two critical philosophical problems relating to how human beings interpret the physical world and how human beings interpret the non-physical world. The physical world was interpreted through the five senses, leading to empiricism. However, and for Plato, more importantly, interpreting the non-physical world of the mind and spirit leads to rationalism. The realm of forms essentially represents the first model of rationalism and how to consider such an abstract reality. So, let's summarize how Plato's realm of forms works. The realm of forms reflects a perfect abstract dimension of reality outside of space and time in which the original essence or form of everything we experience in the physical dimension of reality resides eternally emanating itself into the physical world as what we experience as physical things or objects. This spiritual reality of the mind reflects a higher dimension of reality because it is perfect, unchanging, and divine. The physical world of reality represents only a veiled reflection of this higher reality or dimension. It is a completely abstract reality eternally emanating not only the perfect forms of physicality, which we perceive as physical objects, but also the eternal archetypes, allowing us to recognize rational concepts such as justice, courage, wisdom, and beauty, all that was truly good, eternally emanating all possible abstractions from the ultimate good that becomes manifested into our reality as physical objects. Here is how it works. Physical forms, such as a cat, are only a degraded reflection of its ultimate form, a perfect eternal cat, that resides as an abstract possibility in the realm of forms. Everything that makes a physical cat a cat resides within this eternal abstraction or form. There could be no physical cats without this abstract form of cat to generate them. However, individual physical cats reflect only limited aspects of their eternal cat form. It is impossible for a physical cat to contain and manifest all the potential or perfection inherent in its eternal, perfect, abstract form as a physical being. Physical cats are temporal. They die. They are imperfect, as reflected in the fact that they have different characteristics and even different personalities. They are physical beings, reflecting a lack of perfection and completeness. Cats are like every other object in the physical world. A lesser, more limited version of their true, immortal abstract form, which, according to Plato, eternally resides in the realm of forms, generating what we experience as physical reality, like physical cats. The eternal, abstract possibility of cat emanating from the realm of forms is a kind of cosmic cat soul, which is the source of all physical cats, 
that are merely a reflection of its eternal essence. In addition, Plato suggests that when physical objects finally die or disappear from the physical world, this eternal essence returns to the realm of forms from which it was originally generated. The concept of another perfect reality from which corruptible physical objects are generated and return becomes a main influence in the development of Christian theology related to the concept of heaven. In addition, the overall concept of bringing the divine mind of God into the physical world influences the theology related to Jesus' explanation regarding the kingdom of heaven on earth. This Platonic influence in Christianity is something we will talk about later in greater detail. Concepts such as justice, wisdom, courage, and beauty were also generated from the realm of forms. According to Plato, it was what enabled moral considerations and the concept of virtue to even be possible. Human beings could gain access and understanding related to these concepts only through the rational mind, which gave access to the realm of forms. These abstract insights would become implemented into Western society and culture through art, politics, ethics, philosophy, theology, science, and mathematics. The use of pure abstraction as a way of demonstrating the true nature of physical reality would eventually become the dominant factor in the modern scientific revolution. Welcome to a new segment of the podcast called Pragmatic Resonance, a practical application of how things work. As a paid subscriber to this podcast, you have shown a particular interest in understanding the nature of your reality. However, at some point the question becomes, how can this rather philosophical podcast help me in any practical way? The answer is the new weekly Practical Resonance section of the podcast. Every week, we will use a practical, real-life analogy or situation to exemplify these rather esoteric ideas in a real-life application or scenario. This week, we will use ancient Greek philosophy in the form of the Socratic method to successfully sell a car. What could be more practical and pragmatic than that? Although many have come to see philosophical inquiry as pretentious and somewhat meaningless, this type of dialectic approach is actually both pragmatic and practical. That is why it became a critical factor in developing the scientific method. However, the same kind of verbal logic used in philosophic, theological, and scientific inquiry works just as well when trying to sell a product as it does when trying to sell an idea. Good sales professionals are likely to utilize this same form of dialectic when dealing with customers. It helps to identify and clarify the customer's true underlying intentions and reasons for wanting to purchase the product. Knowing the customer's underlying assumptions helps the salesperson to provide a more reasonable and practical solution to their inherent needs and desires. Consider the hypothetical conversation between a car salesman and someone who walks onto their lot. Good morning. What brings you in today? Oh, I'm just looking. Great. What kind of vehicle are you considering? 
Uh, I'm not sure, because I'm really just looking. Oh, well, are you thinking about a car or a truck? Um, I don't know, probably a car. Something more sporty or something more family? <laughs> sporty. I've got three kids and two dogs. Oh, wow. Have you ever considered a sport utility vehicle? Uh, not really. What is that? Well, why don't we check one out and see if it might be what you're looking for? Maybe go for a test drive and see how it fits. All right, let's take a look. Here, we can see the dialectical approach used in a practical way to gain true emotional and rational understanding of a customer's reality so that the salesperson can move them toward a solution that they will accept, leading to a purchase. A salesperson must uncover a potential customer's motivation for a purchase if they want to close the deal. This method of inquiry unravels and reveals the underlying assumptions and motivations that motivated the customer to come onto the lot in the first place. Now, the salesperson has enough information and has also developed a relationship through verbal communication so that they can lead the customer into the choice the customer really wants and now is emotionally and rationally prepared to make. A dialectical approach moves a conversation or argument forward to its natural, logical conclusion. Let's consider the previous conversation between the salesperson and the potential customer. First, the salesperson clarifies the situation so that they are not trying to sell a truck to someone who is looking for a car. The idea of whether the customer needs a car or a truck is challenged after finding out more details about family and pets. That new information serves as evidence for what the customer really needs. The salesperson, after listening intensely to the information given to them by the customer, suggests an alternative possibility, a sport utility vehicle. At that point, the salesperson knows the implication and consequences related to the customer's needs and desires enough to make a recommendation. After developing a relationship and overcoming multiple objections and challenges, the salesperson can confidently move toward a more direct question. Are you ready to check one out? If the salesperson has successfully utilized the Socratic method, the customer will be ready for a test drive. Socrates would have made an excellent used car salesman. All right, that's it for this week's podcast. Next week, we'll complete the Greek trilogy of ancient philosophers with a consideration of Aristotle and his influence in science and Christian theology, focusing on his understanding of Western education and the nature of the human soul. If you haven't signed up for the free weekly newsletter, How Things Work, you must be crazy. Everybody wants to know how things work, and it's free. Plus, you can share it with your friends so they know the kind of smart stuff you're listening to in your spare time. Which means you can also impress your friends for free, too. If you have upgraded to Reality by a Thread, which includes this weekly podcast, you will be getting a free PDF copy of my next book, the Cosmic Symphony, Overtones of String Theory, coming out this fall, plus free PDF copies of all Substack Edition books and 35% off all my other books. 
This $7 monthly upgrade includes a cornucopia of knowledge and other benefits for a fraction of what it costs to charge an electric vehicle for a day, or two gallons of gasoline. And it will get you a lot further in life. And remember, you can get all my books on booksnotonamazon.com, booksnotonamazon.com, which also has a link for print editions of the books exclusively from blurb.com. All right, we're out of time. See you next week as we untangle the knots of reality with a consideration of the man who taught Alexander the Great, Aristotle. Ever wonder where the idea of empirical science came from? You don't have to enroll in the Lyceum to find out. Just listen to next week's podcast. Untangling the Knots of Reality. Be a part of the conversation.